your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday. Nope, Tuesday. Just kidding. Getting a day ahead of myself. Thinking about tomorrow already. Welcome to a Tuesday. Crosstalk PM, 608-785-7914 is the talk at text line if you want to get in here. Matt Rothschild, Rothschild, got to throw the S in there. He's the executive director of the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. He's going to be on here. He's going to be in town on Thursday. He's going to be at Pearl Street Books. Uh, he's got a book. He's got a book out. It's called The 12 Ways to Save Democracy in Wisconsin. I think it goes beyond Wisconsin, but we could talk to him about that. And uh, if, you, uh, if you have questions for Matt, talk. You give me a call. Shoot me a text, 608-785-7914. Last time he was on, I think we had a pretty good conversation about uh, you know, stuff like the investigations, plural, that are happening into the election that happened over a year ago in Wisconsin, the presidential election. I don't know if you remember that one. Uh, I've had a couple since. But, uh, you know, some other things. Gerrymandering, obviously, is a big uh, topic right now. They're all re- And they're all sort of related. And, uh, you know, just how long are these investigations going to go on? I guess the I think the contract for the retired Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman runs out at the end of the month. That $670,000 taxpayer paid check. I don't know if it's I don't know if he get if he gets just a check right to him or how that works. Um because, you know, the assembly speaker who's running that investigation doesn't release the contracts even though that we're paying for them. Or I I guess I'm I'm kind of paying for them. I live in Minnesota, so you know, I'm only paying through for what, uh, you know, taxes, I guess. My taxes go into this election investigation as well. But uh, 608-785-7914 is the, the talk and text line again. Um, the school threat, we've had a, a sixth school threat now in in the area. So the, I would say the area is reaching from Toma to Winona at this point and I don't, I don't know if there's any uh, that have happened south of here. Uh, they, they they don't often get sent out to the media. It's it's up to, you know, it's up to you all really to to send <laughs> send this information out if you want it out to the media, so that other people can know when these threats happen. Because the police and the school district send out letters to parents a lot of times. And if those letters, they don't send the letters out to the media. They don't send updates out to the media. So we wouldn't know otherwise unless somebody gets arrested. That looks kind of weird and be like, why was this person arrested? So um, another school threat on Alaska Middle, on Alaska Middle School. That's the latest one. I'm getting them all twisted. Uh, They canceled school today. They've apprehended individuals, plural, individuals. And uh, that's kind of all we know. They're going to be referred to the referred to the uh, well, the, the last one was the, the referred to for criminal charges is all we know at this point. And they made threats on social media. So all these threats on social media it's, it, are happening. I don't know if they're all in social media, honestly, because we don't they don't tell us that. But they this has been another one t- in. On Alaska Middle School last week, I think last Friday was Holman Middle School, and from what I heard, this is just you know people that live in the area just tell me it was a seventh grader that made some sort of threat 
towards the school or teachers or students, however that threat was made. And before that, it was Logan High School. And police told us that they identified, no, police didn't tell us, uh, the school district told us they, quote unquote, identified the people or persons involved. That's all we know there. And then Central High School's threat, which was a couple weeks ago, they arrested a 17-year-old, and that's about all we know there. Uh, I think I did, I think, yeah, parents, I, I did have someone here at work see the screenshot um, from Snapchat that was sent to the Logan School District somehow. Well, however these things happen through Snapchat, but it was, it was about killing teachers and students. And um, so, and we identified that person. I don't know if we arrested them. I don't know what we did. So pretty vague. And all this is happening while yesterday a lacrosse school board meeting happened. And you can, you can have public comment at the beginning of the board, at the board meeting. If you want to, if you want to tell the board something, and this has happened multiple times now, students are coming to the school board meeting. So students getting involved. This is really, this is neat and awful at the same time. Students getting involved and then saying, hey, we, we have a mental health issue at our school and we need to do something about it. And what what to do beyond that? And hey, hey, grownups, do something about the mental health issue in our school. And also on the flip side, uh, we have a whole bunch of people threatening the schools over social media and email and, and however else they're doing this. So uh, are they related? I also kind of wonder if one of these... If, it, if it's like a domino effect, if kids are seeking attention, right? Kids seek attention in weird ways. So if the kid sees, oh, look at that. Look at all the attention all these TV stations, radio stations, newspapers, websites are giving to that person at Holman for threatening the school. What if I did that at my school? How much attention would I get? So we're never naming these kids because they're kids at this point. They're from What I understand is they're kids. We don't. If they were adults, I think we would have names. Um, so they're minors. So there's 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 a little bit to not knowing exactly what's going on. But um, I wonder if they they they're seeking attention by seeing it's happening elsewhere. I have no idea, but something to uh, think about, I guess. Right. But yeah, we're up to six. Two of these were pretty much hoaxes. The one in Winona was it was a it was a very generic screenshot of a Snapchat, I believe. So not even an original. And then it was just kind of going around. It mentioned a generic Central High School, not so much Lacrosse Central High School, but Central High School as a generic school. And it was, you know, multiple different, multiple districts around uh, the area and beyond had the same, had to deal with the same matter. And then the one in Toma, I believe, was also a hoax. I didn't get any information on that one. It's just from from what I read and, and have heard. Uh, but Toma's not sending us. You know, it's hard enough to get Logan and Central to send us stuff. Uh, they've been pretty good. But beyond that, you got to kind of, oh, parents getting a letter, and then parents got to send us. See, if you want to do that, news at wisdomnews.com. News, or or shoot the text line. But the text line sometimes gets bungled up, and it's hard to go back and read all the text. So the best, if you get a letter from the school district that looks, you know, hey, this might be newsworthy, news at wisdomnews.com. All right, Matt Rothschild. Rothschild is coming in here. Not not literally coming in here. He will be here on Thursday, but he's going to uh, be on the phone, and we're going to talk about politics from Wisconsin election investigations, gerrymandering, and beyond. But before that, we got to get to the news. Brad Williams doing that. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 
think everybody knows right now outside lacrosse. It is snowing. If it gets to two inches here, Matt, if it gets to two inches here, people have to start shoveling their sidewalks or the snow czar will come around and charge you, I think, $2.50 a linear foot. And then they charge you, I think it's like a $50 administrative fee. Uh, to to shovel your sidewalk. Uh, you're you're in Madison. Anything like that happened there? Yeah, you got to shovel your sidewalks. It's good to shovel the sidewalks, though. You don't want to have people tripping and breaking ankles or ribs. God forbid. Yeah, that's Matt Rothschild. He's the executive director of the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. Last time you were on, we had a pretty good conversation with uh, a bunch of people calling in and texting in. Just about the, you know, essentially gerrymandering and uh, the ongoing investigations, plural. I don't know if we're going to do a new one. I thought the Senate was thinking about doing its own investigation because maybe the assemblies wasn't good enough and the legislative audit bureaus wasn't good enough. And I don't know if we've done any other ones. Um, But you're going to be in town on Thursday, right? As long as the weather holds up, right? Yeah, I'll be in town no matter what on Thursday. I'm giving a talk at Pearl Street Books at 6 o'clock. So I hope some of your listeners can come. I've got a new book out called 12 Ways to Save Democracy in Wisconsin. Uh, is that related to like the twelve days of Christmas, anything like that? You would do. <laughs> is it twelve? No, that's just a coincidence. You don't this have supposed to come out in September, but it's come out in the Christmas holiday season. So, uh, if you've got a liberal or progressive friend, though, it makes a good gift. Yeah, if you had uh, maybe the so number five of the twelve uh, ways to save democracy isn't Mrs. Piggy going five golden rings, nothing like that. No, there's nothing like that. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Um, all right, yeah. Well, you say liberal friends, but shouldn't shouldn't everybody try to read this book? Oh, I hope so. And I think, uh, you know, I try to read around and uh, visit websites that I know I don't agree with, see where people are coming from, and try to confront my own views if I don't have my arguments down. So it's always good to, to read around. And so, I yes, I invite my conservative friends to pick up a copy and, wrestle with it 12 ways to save democracy in wisconsin yeah the best way i do that here matt is i go to the y and i get on like the elliptical and i don't do this on purpose but usually cnn is on one tv and fox news is on the other and i just i'm not listening to them but i can read the subheads and 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 you know there's always breaking news every on, on each channel so it's always kind of funny to watch the two simultaneously and see what they're talking about you know, it's amazing, too, this breaking news thing. I mean, a lot of times it's not breaking news. It's all hyped. And the, the thing that I don't like about cable is every story comes with the same uh, level of rhetoric and drama. And sometimes the music uh, intro is how the world's about to, to fall apart. And they're just trying to drive ratings, of course. Yeah, definitely. I I often say that I don't watch. I don't watch. The only time I do watch TV news is on mute when I'm at the Y uh, on the elliptical. And usually on my phone, I'll have like an NBA game on that I'm actually listening to. So that's kind of how I do it. But I like to look up every once in a while. I, I always say if you're gonna if you're gonna take in the news, you got to go and, and read about it, and then you got to read multiple sources just to to try to broaden. Uh, you know, the scope of, of what you're reading about. Yeah, I'm all for that. Read around. You know, get as many sources as you can. Come to your own uh, conclusions about issues. Don't just get uh, an IV drip from one side or another 24-7. That's not healthy. 
Um, all right, so so what's going on with, in Wisconsin right now? We have we have at least one investigation. Is is the Michael Gableman investigation going to wrap up? Because I think the contract ends the six hundred seventy thousand dollar contract that Robin Voss uh, handed to the former Supreme Court judge. I don't know. Do you think does he get one of those big checks like in Happy Gilmore with Michael Gableman on it? How does the how does the money exchange work in that? Well, he's personally getting eleven thousand dollars a month here. And I think he's going to go past his – he already blew past his first deadline, which was the end of October. He's way beyond that now. And I imagine he's going to get Robin Voss to say you can make $11,000 a month, you know, well into 2022. 20, uh, so it's just a ridiculous waste of taxpayer expense. $676,000 Voss has already given to Gableman for this ridiculous fishing expedition he's on. How many – how many complaints against the referees back in November are we going to have to deal with here 13 months after the game ended? I've never seen such bad sports in my entire life. Well, you mentioned that, and you're cutting out just a little bit, so I don't know if you want to do the old Tommy Boy thing. and or I think it's Tommy Boy the where, where you walk around the hill until you get – oh, it's Black Sheep, I think it is. Um, but the, what's funny about the you, – you call them referees. So in Minnesota, I'll just give you a little update here. In Minnesota, Chatfield quarterback, in the game to get to the state championship, he, he, he had two unsportsmanlike conducts called against him in the game. Well, he got kicked out of the game. They ended up winning the game. But the rules say in Minnesota, if you get two unsportsmanlike conducts, you are suspended for one game, which suspends him for the state championship. And what happened in Minnesota is parents tried to take the decision of the referees to court to get hit, to either like get the the suspension suspended so that you know or postponed so he could play. You know we're going to litigate this in court, and while we litigate it, you can go ahead and you're reinstated to the football team which would have allowed him to play in the state championship. But uh, the Post Bulletin in Rochester said uh, overturning the decision would invite more athletes, families, coaches, and others to take in-game decisions to the courts, eroding the ability of referees to properly and adequately officiate the games. And I just think, like, uh, it, it's a little weird having outside groups come interfere with the decisions uh, that, that were made at the time leading to the outcome. Uh, and it would be harmful to the integrity of the high school football game. Every decision now, the refs, we're going to take every decision that the refs make, and we're going to take it to court. Oh, that was a holding call. I'm going to take that to court. We're going to get that overturned. Um, but it sounds a little familiar. It sounds a little bit like what's going on in Wisconsin with these election investigations. We're just trying to, um, you know, just mud up the integrity of our elections and, and, and perpetuate this for how many years? You know, a year, two years, four years? Yeah, that's what bothers me. And, and let's remember, I mean, the Trump folks were, were 0 for 60 in court uh, after uh, the ballots were cast. So we had the judiciary weigh in unanimously that the election was over and Biden won it. And, and, they, and they just won't give up. Trump himself keeps repeating the big lie. Legislators here in Wisconsin, like the one who heads up the Assembly Committee on Elections, Janelle Branchin, she keeps talking about the election. Uh, something going horribly wrong. Gableman himself has talked like that. I mean, you know, at some point you got to give it up. 
Yeah, well, is the Janelle Branchin investigation going to happen? It sounded like Robin Voss wanted all the uh, attention to himself, the assembly speaker. Like, he wants his investigation to happen. He doesn't want Janelle Branchin to have her investigation. And she, I guess you you have to explain exactly who she is because she's obviously a legislator and then she's probably on some commission. And then I, I thought, you know, a couple, maybe the last time we talked, the Senate was talking about doing their own investigation. Yeah, the uh, State Senate Committee on Elections said they're going to do their own investigation. Janelle is head of the Assembly Committee on Elections, and she's holding another hearing tomorrow. So they're just going to keep beating this dead horse until the elections in 2022, and may, they may keep beating that poor dead horse until the elections in 2024. I think Republicans believe that this helps get their base uh, angry and motivated and out to the polls, and we'll give them a better shot of winning, but it's a very cynical move, and it's a very toxic thing for our democracy to call into a question uh, the validity of the election. Uh, the judges said in 60 out of 60 cases that, guess what, your guy lost. So, I mean, is this what we're going to have every election uh, now? It's all going to be relitigated for more than a year after the election is determined? I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, we're speaking with Matt Rothschild, the executive director of the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. Um, and, you know, I guess the I guess maybe the, the new game is I think Ron Johnson mentioned this and then Robin Voss went, oh, that's a great idea. We should. I, I'm glad I thought of that uh, is, is the idea that we already have a body that oversees elections. It used to be called GAB, right? The Government Accountability Board. Republicans didn't like that. So they got rid of it and made it. a That was a nonpartisan board. They got rid of that and created the Wisconsin Election Commission, which is three Democrats and three Republicans. And then they just vote, you know, three to three on everything and no decisions get made. But they created that and now they want to get rid of that. And then what what would what would who would oversee elections after if we got rid of the, uh, you know, three Republican, three Democrat board? Well, I think their game plan right now is if they can defeat Tony Evers next year, they can change the law and take the power away from the Wisconsin Elections Commission and give it to the legislature itself. And since the legislature is dominated by Republicans, the Republican leadership would decide after the election who actually won the election here, regardless of what the vote count was. So they could overturn the will of the people. It's up to us to decide who the winner is. And we'd be like Georgia, which passed a similar uh, bill as partisan officials there can determine the winner. I mean, that yeah, would really put us in, in a very bad and dark place as far as respecting the will of the people, which is what we're supposed to do in a democracy. All right, but the big question here, if, if that happens, will we be able to give water to people in line that are waiting to, to vote? <laughs> yeah, that, you know, they didn't introduce that bill this time around. The Republicans introduced a lot of bad anti-voter bills, but not depriving people of water when they're waiting to vote. But that may be coming down the pike, too. Who knows? Um, yeah, well, the problem they have in Georgia with doing that, it's, I mean, it's hot in Georgia, so you, you would need water. I don't know, maybe we'd need winter hats here or something at some of these elections. But the, the problem was, Matt, they, they were giving Democratic water, so it would, it would uh, influence you because it would say you vote for, maybe it would say vote for Joe Biden on the water, uh, would influence you to vote by giving you, hey, I'm a Democrat, here's some water, wink, wink. Yeah, I mean, you just you just don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they've been trying to pass all sorts of bills that would make it harder for people to vote in. Homes, harder for people to vote in big cities. 
won't allow drop boxes or absentee You know, there are a lot of ways they're trying to limit the ability of people to vote. I mean, at some point, you know, we got to just set the rules and have everybody play by the same rules for that. And, and then let's just have it, you know, have it out fair and square. But all this crying and whimpering after the fact is, is silly to me. All right, that's Matt Rothschild, the executive director of the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. Hey, Matt, thanks a lot. i got to take a break. My pleasure. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk BM. Have you watched Christmas Vacation yet? Have you watched it yet? I had it on in the background one day when I was doing work. Not one you really got to pay attention to, especially now after how many years. Top top Christmas movies? That's We're going to have to do that in a couple weeks. Christmas Vacation's got to be top three, right? If not, I have Elf in my top three. My dad hates Will Ferrell. He does not like Elf. It's like, you can't hate an actor. And there's just not like any of the movies he does. I mean, I guess he, he kind of does all the same movies, right? But the idea that you just hate an actor because you hate him. I don't know. It's not, not the greatest. All right, I, I didn't turn my mic off before, but... Uh, Matt Rothschild not coming in the greatest. Maybe the snow in Madison is affecting the cell service. I mean, that's my, you know, we, we, we got to get the cell service up to par uh, on this stuff so that we can, you know, we're talking about broadband, expanding broadband and internet to rural areas. Well, Matt's right in Madison. What's going on? Like, how is he not, how is he not getting uh, service there? But anyway, uh, got enough out of him. It just became a little cringeworthy when he, uh, when he was cutting out there for a little bit. so, uh, But he's going to be in town on Thursday over at Pearl Street Bro- Books here uh, promoting his book, The 12 Ways to Save Democracy in Wisconsin. It was kind of interesting that he said, if anyone, any liberal friends out there want to get that book, and I have a problem with that. Like, I think that everybody, if, if you're going to write a book, uh, it, it, should, it should be something that can be consumed by, by everybody. And... And he did. I did ask him about it. And he's like, yeah, I would hope that everybody would read it because, you know, even if you don't have a liberal's point of view or a progressive's point of view or a conservative's point of view, um, what you consume, you should be able to consume and understand the, the ways that they're coming at this thing. So um, in, in terms of you, you don't have to agree with it, but you could you could probably try to understand and and, and the understanding might not be right. Your understanding or the you know what what you're reading about might not that might not be the the uh, right way to go about that but so but some of the things that he was talking about and we didn't even get into the gerrymandering situation but William Garcia and I on a Democratic Voice podcast talked about this a little bit and we what what's interesting is I think we start out with we kind of we kind of walk get around to uh, each other's point of views and then by the middle of the podcast we really have we're really starting to dissect what we're talking about and um, when it came to Monday's podcast, it was it was about Lauren Bober and, and stuff like that. Just just the uh, kind of the outlandish things that have been said or caught on camera because uh, there's cameras everywhere that that get a lot of media attention. It's almost like these school threats get media attention. And should they get attention? Obviously, we have to shut down the school for them. So that's going to get attention. But are they are these threats, you know? leading to more kids seeing the attention and then, Hey, I, I want attention too. I uh, will go to the phones here. Uh, caller. Who's this? 
Yeah, it's Joe. Hey, Joe. Um, so this this Matt guy wrote a book, Twelve Ways to Save Our Democracy. Twelve Ways to Save Democracy in Wisconsin. Oh, because it's too bad he didn't write it for to save our democracy for the cheating that happened in the last election. So the judges that he said said that they didn't vote, that they said no cheating. They didn't look at any of the election fraud that was brought to their attention. So I question the legitimacy of these judges. What judges? Um, I think. What judges? Any judge that took a look at any that anything that any judge that said there was no standing with what was brought to them. Oh, the sixty. So so sixty sixty potential court cases. Yeah, there were sixty court cases, and they didn't look at any of the evidence. They just said there was no standing. I question the legitimacy of their decision, and then I also question. Um, who they work for, if they're being paid by the um, the globalists that are running our country right now. Because if anybody can say Joe Biden's doing a great job, they're idiots. Because Who's, Joe Biden who was are the, installed who, who are the glo- as president who are the glo- Who are the globalists the running our country? Uh, the, uh, the, big, the, the big billionaires that are like the Rothschilds. I don't know if this Matt Rothschild is is part of that family, but if he is, um, then he would, then he's, then he'd be part, his family would be part of it. Um, but the, but the Schwabs, the, the people that, that are running our country are, are globalists that are in other countries. They're not necessarily here. Um, but they are being, they're paying these people off to, um, to cheat like they did. Why not look into the cheating? So there's people that, that disagree that say that um, cheating didn't happen, but I say it did, and there's a lot more people that, that think it did as well. So why not look into it? Why just say no cheating? Why not look into it? Look into Mike Lindell's claims that he has. Um, he's got a, a a big portfolio of stuff that, that they caught cheating happened in the election. So why not ease everybody's mind and look into it? What are they afraid of? So, but they went. But sixty. I don't know if it's sixty judges, but sixty different court. You know, potential court they cases. Didn't look at, they didn't look at anything. They said there was no standing. Because, because they did not look at anything. That doesn't mean they they said that there was no cheating. They didn't look at anything. You have to open your mind and listen to what actually went on. But but because you know, they didn't. You don't know exactly why what went on. They didn't look into it because billionaires paid off these judges. No. Well, they could be paid. Yeah, they could be part of the of the uh, globalists. Well, sure. why else wouldn't they look at them? You, you said there's no basis. Into, okay, they have a, they the Supreme Court has the ability to look into the case that Mike Lindell has right now. The my pillow um, guy. Yeah, the my why 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 just the my pillow guy? Because nobody knows He's an who American Mike. Citizen nobody that, knows that who Mike Lindell like is. Something happened in the election. You know, and he wants it investigated. Yeah, but nobody knows who Mike Lindell is. So you're just saying random names. Sure they do. Right, but he needs. Who, who who, you just said the my pillow guy. So how do you not know who Mike Lindell is? Well, you obviously I, do. I live in Minnesota. I know, I, and I do this every day. <laughs> so not, yeah, but not people, people know who know. Mike Lindell is. They see the commercials on. If they watch the um, Fox News, or if they watch the other channels, they all advertise for for my pillow. They know right. who Mike Lindell is. It seems is. like it seems like Mike who Mike Lindell is. He has a case. Yeah, but he needs to get. Yeah, but you know, are you being paid to promote Mike Lindell? I feel like maybe you are. The globalists are the globalists paying you to bring up these uh, the election investigations that Mike Lindell is promoting. I, I don't know. It seems like a conspiracy. Could be, Joe.
Joe's got a call. Getting paid. Paid after, I think he is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Eric from Sparta is waiting. Eric, go ahead. Yes, by the way, I am a constitutional conservative. I am not a Republican. I'm a constitutional okay. conservative. Now, I must tell you, anybody who listens to your show barely gets on because you've got yourself full, so full of liberal leftist woke people. You are the ones who are destroying our country. I don't care what you say, Rick. You are a globalist, left-wing radical. Would you agree with that statement? Okay, well, let's break 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 them down. What's a globalist? You are, I didn't say globalist, you are a left-wing radical. You just called me a globalist, left-wing rab- radical. You just you uh, just did. You are, you're the George Soros type. That's the kind of guy you are. Who, uh, you uh, uh, send all these money to these prosecu- liberal prosecutors all over the country so they don't have any bill on these criminals to get out and, go out and kill people, and you think you're getting away with it. Sorry, Rick. Wait till the midterm, and then Who's... you're going to get out. Then something that you get awakening. Well, tell you me, find out what that truth is. Eric, you know the truth is slapping your head three times. Well, can you tell me who George Soros is? Like, what is he? He's a, he's a billionaire trying to do bankruptcy. Uh, Bank of Inc., uh, England. England. He okay. bankrupts them. But and you he just... comes over here and he starts sending money to all these liberal judges and uh, prosecutors. They stop prosecuting people. They stop. This guy in uh, California is just, what's his face? This Mascaro guy, whatever his name is. Then he got the uh, Biden's administration is full of liberals. Every damn one of them, they want to bankrupt America, they bankrupt the oil company. They want, all they care about is global warming, global warming, global warming, climate change, climate change. It's all BS and you know it. It gets cold here and it gets higher in the summer. My God, you fool. Okay. All right, Eric. I'm a George Soros type. God, I wish I was. And then I would probably not do this show. I'd take my billions. I would take my billions and uh, go buy an island somewhere. That's what I would do, probably. As long as it has broadband. So I need to I need to at least be able to use the internet. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Um, all right, that was a lot to take from, from Joe to, to his uh, conspiracy that the judges are being paid off for not looking into uh, nonsense allegations by Trump that he won the election. Um, and then uh, we've we've done one election investigation already on that. So uh, the Legislative Audit Bureau in Wisconsin did that. They did they did come up with some some suggestions on how we could better run elections. But all that did was send the Senate in Wisconsin to the idea that oh. You guys did that. That's those are suggestions. We should do our own investigation instead of just you know like oh, okay, well we control the legislature. Let's let's get in session and talk about these suggestions and and how to uh, you know go about reforming this stuff a little bit. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna take uh, one more break. We'll come back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Run DMC Christmas. I think Chris Mann introduced this to me last year, uh, the uh, Viterbo professor. Uh, there's a blood drive going on. I want to see. I want to make sure that this blood drive is still happening. I'm not sure if all, maybe all the, uh, it's called Pints for Pints. And uh, you essentially, it's tomorrow and the day after. Tomorrow and Thursday afternoon. So if you want to, so the American Red Cross right now needs, they need blood. 
uh, pretty desperately, I believe. And if you want to get a free Pearl Street beer, Pearl Street Brewery beer, you could do that. And you get a $10 Amazon gift card. So we're no longer donating blood. You're almost getting paid to give blood. You're getting, uh, there's four. Okay, so there's two different, there's two different ways, to, two different days, tomorrow and, th- and Thursday. Tomorrow's at Pearl Street, so you can give blood literally at Pearl Street. And then I don't think you're going to want your beer right then and there. I, I, I haven't given blood in a while, but I, especially when I'm, I'm not drinking beer anyway, but I don't think you want to give blood and then drink a beer. But maybe, I think you drink orange juice, right, or have a cookie. Beer would probably be the last thing you want. Maybe a shot. Might not want a shot, but... Um, so there's four appointments remaining Thursday, and then let me see if there's times. It should there should be times or four appointments remaining tomorrow, and there should be times on Thursday as well. It looks like from from looking at the schedule here. So just go to aroundrivercity.com, and then look for the look for the thumbs up pints for pints. It's a giant banner. It looks like almost like an ad, but it's a giant banner. Uh, click on that. I'll take you to another website. And it's got the the, the two uh, links to the American Red Cross scheduling times. And yeah, free beer. And you don't, it's, it'll just be a coupon for a free beer at, at Pearl Street Brewery. And then a $10 Amazon gift card drops into your email. So Thursday from noon to 6 p.m. No, God dang it. Tomorrow from noon to 6 p.m. at Pearl Street Brewery, you got to go and schedule a time online. And then Thursday, from 11 to 4 p.m., it'll be at the Radisson here downtown. Um, again, you got to schedule an appointment downtown uh, online around rivercity.com. That's where you do that. All right, got that. I'll spit out. I was trying to, I knew that was happening tomorrow. I just didn't know if there were still scheduled times. So there's a couple of appointments left. Uh, donate blood, get a beer, $10 gift card. All right, I'm, tomorrow I'm going to have um, UW. I, I guess I don't know if he's a professor. Let me see. I, yeah, he's he should be a professor. He's Robert Allen. He's going to be in studio here, and we're going to talk. I talked to Mitch Mayor Mitch the other day about this uh, this object that was seen from one of the rovers on the moon. It's on the dark side of the moon, right? And um, I, I, we'll talk to Bob Allen. He runs the planetarium uh, at UW Lacrosse, and we're going to talk to him about that. The uh, what is this? There's an object on the moon. What? Uh, so it, it, hopefully he can, he might, he's not going to know any more than what he's going to read as well, but he might be able to talk some of the history about, you know, going to the moon and stuff like that. And, and then just other stuff that happens in space. It'll be a pretty, I think it'll be a pretty fun conversation. He'll be in here tomorrow to talk about that. I'm kind of excited, uh, to have him and just, you know, we could talk about space force. We could talk about, uh, billionaires flying to space, I don't know if those are right up his alley, but it's, so, it's kind of the stuff I want to talk about a little bit. And then, obviously, uh, what UWL has with the planetarium and, uh, you know, everything that goes on there. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert or Dr. Bob Allen, uh, who runs the planetarium, will be on tomorrow. Uh, Steve is trying to text me about Reality Winner. That's a person's name, Reality Winner. I guess there was a 60-minute conversation with her last must have been last Sunday. I don't know enough about that, Steve, to to be able to break that down. Um, and then somebody else has texted me. If you're not paying Eric to call in, you should. He's awesome. I don't know. That wasn't a great call by Eric. That that call was uh, they 
that call came in just about as clear as Matt Roth's, a little less clear than Matt Rothschild's call earlier in the show. But uh, Eric definitely had the cord wrapped around the uh, speaking portion of his, his phone there, and it was making all kinds of noise. I don't know if he was pacing through yelling at me and pacing, but um, it wasn't the greatest. But yeah, I guess I, I'm not paying Eric from Sparta to call in. You could say he's awesome. That's fine with me. I, I think it's, I think sometimes he's really fired up, and that's great. People should be fired up about stuff. That's, you know, why not have a passion? I would question, you know, all the things that you're fired up about and what gets your blood boiling. Because maybe some of this is a, a little bit out of your hand when it comes to uh, election investigations. And uh, it's interesting to talk about, but to get so irate about, you know, somebody's beliefs that uh, he's just doing a talk show, man. Just, I mean, Eric, you shouldn't be that mad about me. <laughs> um, the other thing, uh, we, we did talk about this on Monday with William Garcia, and you heard a clip of that on Hayes' show. But in, in terms of, and I wanted to talk about Matt, talk to Matt a little bit about this, but the the idea that people like Lauren Boebert and was it Margie? Is her name Margie Taylor Green? They they say these really outlandish things often with Lauren Boebert. Like recently, that was that was some racist BS that she was saying about Ilhan Omar. And I will say, anytime you post a story about Ilhan Omar, the comment section gets really uh, awful and wonder why. So, but. The, what's interesting about when they say stuff like this is the stuff that they say is so outlandish. First of all, it's not getting punished. It takes like a, a house vote to punish these people when the majority or minority leader, whatever party there are, and you know, could give them punishment based on the things they say. They're not getting punished. And then beyond that, the, the stuff that they say is so wild that it makes everything else that goes on in our politics almost seem normal. And I don't think, I don't have like a, a vast history of, of how the these things are, are going in terms of election investigations and, and voter suppression and stuff like that. I would imagine that this stuff happens all the time. But if we have these outlandish people saying crazy things and we're not punishing them and we're letting them keep going with that, then it almost normalizes the rest of the stuff. When maybe... When Wisconsin wants to do four election investigations, four, so they, the Legislative Audit Bureau is doing one, the Assembly with Robin Voss is doing one, Janelle Branchin in the Assembly wants to do one, and now the Senate also wants to do an election investigation. So when we have four of those things trying to go on at the same time, seems a little out there. But, you know, Lauren Boebert's crying uh, about... Ilhan Omar and making quote unquote j- racist jokes. Uh, well, they're the racist quote unquote jokes, uh, and that stuff is awful. But it makes then doing four election investigations not seem so crazy. Oh, that's you know. I mean, at least Robin Voss isn't calling you know out racist isn't calling out Ilhan Omar in terms of uh, saying racist things about her. At least he's not doing that, right? But you know, adding for election investigations in Wisconsin seems to be just as outlandish. All right, that's going to wrap it up.